welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Spicy PL Pod. This is episode 28. I am Big Bavel. You could call me Alex. I'm here with Big Joe Capolino. What up? And Sir James Peachy Marcotte. Back. Back. Back in person. Back from the dead. Oh, yeah. We let him back. We let him back in. No more No more Peachy on the Zoom. Yeah, he's, he's no longer in Zoom. We had to get him in the flesh. We're yeah. risking it all. <laughs> risking it all. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back in our natural habitat. Now, Peachy's good. He's waited it out. He's, uh, how you feeling, Peachy? I feel fine. The only thing that's fucked up is my smell is still fucked up. Yeah, you, yeah. your stink. Yeah. Can't smell some shit. Can't smell his own stink. Yeah, maybe that's, that's good. Unfortunate. It's good mm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about your stink later. Yeah. So before we get started, we just want to shout out Quest Athletics and Nutrition, our sponsor. Um, sporting our Quest Nutrition. Oh yeah, hoodie. They they actually sent us some stuff recently. Um, they sent us their creatine, which um, before this I was taking. Uh, vitamin shop brand and then we got some other what, some shit off we got some shit online it yeah. was like on it was like a, a big brand it was super grainy it wasn't it wasn't good but this creatine from quest actually mixes really nice and it's actually pretty reasonably priced i think it might be on sale right now and it's pretty fucking solid not like no bullshit it's pretty it's good shit yep and they also sent us along with our typical mega pack of hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> they also sent us collagen i guess um shout out to james vang he must have been listening with sherman and listening to my stack that i do with the hardcore and the stack just keeps growing and growing this is my nighttime st- stack <laughs> so it's hardcore and then we added collagen for a little extra joint support and then we're adding the creatine and then luis just bought some more magnesium to add in extra magnesium so it's our nighttime cap yeah they also sent me um baf shoes low top um i was lifting in olympic lifters for a while raw and uh i just busted those open my feet were so wide um quest shoes actually the bafs um they're solid they're wide toe box um, like a lot of powerlifters have wide feet. I don't know. It's yeah. cause we press our feet into the fucking ground with heavy weight so much, but yeah, we're just mongoloids. They too. fit great. And it's like, um, if you're a powerlifter who doesn't think they're a fucking Olympic lifter or Olympic squatter, especially in gear, um, you know, they ha- do have a heel, but it's probably a half inch effective heel height yeah. rather than, you know, three quarters. It which looks is, like, m- like a medium size, like kind of halfway yeah. between a, a traditional Olympic and a flat. Yeah. And Sherman, Sherman especially, you know, makes sure that the, um, bottom, sole i don't know if it's a sole but just the bottom surface of the shoe is like it's it's this textured rubber mm-hmm. yeah. um it should be really good for uh yeah sticking to the platform this the slippery bullshit platforms we have to lift on which we'll talk about later again yeah, yeah i've been using the bafs for bench for a long time and i've never had an issue yeah. with uh slipping so yeah. hit them up Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. You guys have the white ones, but I think they have like some green ones. Yeah, I works. think he didn't have the green ones in my size because yeah, I got a big foot. Sick. But I think in normal sizes, um, you're going to get green ones, which are way sicker. Yeah, I want to get a pair of those green ones. Those yeah. are sick. Also, I was checking out the website. I mean, with the pandemic, uh, you know, rap, ramping up in numbers of cases and we're hearing of gym shutdowns in certain states. Um, 
and of course rogue is still sold out of all this like equipment home gym stuff uh i did see on quest i was perusing they do have uh some iron plate sets bars and, and they do have bars too I know a lot of stuff on there is sold out, but I did see some sets that were reasonably priced. I think they're cast iron weights, but it was like, it was like maybe don't, you'll have to check it out. But I think it was less, definitely less than a dollar fifty a pound, maybe even like closer to like a dollar pound or mm-hmm. even less. Like it, it was a really good deal. I was surprised that they had those in stock. And then the other thing I always mention is their, uh, their bands are like very reasonably priced too. I think they're cheaper than the bands you'd see on Elite FTS or Amazon and you know, they're, they're good quality bands. They do the trick. Um, yeah. And then also for joint stuff, they have this, uh, JSF powder. That's, it's got all the, all the right ingredients plus more. So I would, I would check all that stuff out. Got, yeah. I got some messages from you guys. You guys have been ordering some supplements, so that's sick. We're stoked about it. Yeah. Thanks everybody for yep. supporting us. Um, and for supporting quest, the, the true OGs of powerlifting, uh, supplements and nutrition. Um, we want to start out in our traditional format and do a little errors and omissions and talk some current events. Jody, we had some errors and omissions. I yeah, know. I got some flack from Mayhar, uh, who we don't really like, but he listens to the pod. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, we'll let him listen to the pod. But he, uh, we, we said we thought Russ Swole made weight um, at the mock meet that he held in his gym. He actually weighed 86 keys, which, um, I, you know, we just want to correct things we said wrong. So... Thanks for that, but also it just made me think, you know, and and I think Russ is is a great A3, he's a world champion, you know, and I think he did a mock me, so why would you fucking cut weight? But uh, again, it just made me think there's a lot of motherfuckers out there on Instagram who just identify at whatever weight class they want, (laughs) you know? Like you got dudes like, you know, Jamar Royster or like fucking um, Pug the Goat, I mean, these guys look, they're way, they're not the weight class they say they are. I mean, they might make weight every once in a blue moon, but then they look, lift like death and their lifts are down like 20 keys from what they post in training. It's just, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, having the freedom that identifies whatever sexuality you want these days. I think you can, you can just identify as whatever weight class you want in your Instagram profile and it just gets fucking crazy, you know? You know what? I'm just going to start identifying as a 93. You know what? <laughs> yeah. My you, lifts will look so much you better. You would. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you should. Yeah. If, you know, I'm starting to coach you a little bit, so we'll get down there so we can just start calling you 93 now. Yeah, yeah perfect. I'm not, I'm not calling out Russ at all. He's, he's, uh, makes weight. He's great lifter, performs well. I, it just made me, you know, the, the error it just made me think, you know, you can identify as whatever you want these days. Yeah. I mean, at the top level of like Russ and you know, three keys is not that much, no. but there are people that are cutting way too much weight. And you know, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're, if you have to cut more than like two and a half percent of your body weight, maybe a little bit more, like you should really consider just going up a weight class and just getting stronger. Like total. Think about your total. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, um, another error we had is, uh, Newt Douglas said, said the wrong total. Said the wrong total. I think I quoted like nine twelve and a half or something, which is still good. But he actually told nine twenty seven and a half at eighty three. Yeah, thank you very which much. Which is sick. Yeah. So great job, Newt. Yeah, we, we got to make sure we correct these things. Yeah, and we are looking forward to having you on the podcast. You're going to be on the pod, bro. Just hold tight. Hold tight. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and James Van, <laughs> we got you, Bob. You're coming. Yeah. You're coming up. People here. are mad, man. People are mad. People we are talk mad. too much shit, even about our friends. We were talking shit. Well, but that, if you're not going to talk about shit about your friends, who are you going to talk about? Well, I think I Joe know. was talking shit, maybe. My my boys. I don't know, but we it's all love here. Yeah, it's all love. Speaking of love, yeah. Thanks for the love, everybody. We we've been seeing a lot of shoutouts on Instagram of the the Spotify wrap ups uh and top podcasts and we're in the running for a lot of folks and everybody's been shouting us out it's been an outpouring of love and we're really um i was really surprised and really uh humbled and appreciative of that yeah i was stoked to see you know a couple people sent me a few messages and then you know i posted screenshots of their messages and all of a sudden we just started getting tagged left and right and people spotify wrapped um which was sick um you know we feel like we're doing well we're growing but obviously you know, the people who do listen, they listen loyally and we really appreciate that. But just remember to to share it with your friends and stuff so um we can just keep keep the train rolling. Yeah. You know, and 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 one thing I do wanna say is it got me curious seeing all the Spotify rap. We were a lot of people's number ones, some number twos. Some people blocked out their number ones, like they don't want us to know. They don't want people to know what they're really listening to. Yeah, maybe to, it's some freaky shit. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's I think like, so. Maybe it's like some sexual. Podcast. It would be like us number one, and someone would like put on their story, and then like put text over. <laughs> I mean, us number two, and put text over number one, pointing down at us. I'm like, okay, bro, I see you. It's like some porn stars podcast or something. What's, but what's the one with the girls that like barstool? Oh, call, call her me daddy. daddy. Call, call her daddy. daddy. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe people are ashamed of that. What's up? Yeah, what's up with you guys? But anyway, it made me curious. You know, I saw we were in the mix with a lot of equip lifters with equip bruise and tire. Yeah. You know, they started a podcast around the same time. Right there was the, the, the pandemic rush of podcasts. <clears throat> and I just want to say to that podcast, rest in peace, because I was just curious to see, you know, what they were posting. And um, I haven't posted an episode since, since September. You know, Ryan, Ryan and, and Bryce know they're my boys, but yeah, we've got to have a little friendly competition. Yeah, those are they're they're both awesome dudes. Really nice yeah. guys. But, you know, they're a little stagnant. A little stagnant. And I, I said it in, in the beginning that, like, you know. What are the episodes? Especially these, uh, you know, the equipped podcast. You know, we're already cucking ourselves by uh, rolling, you know, being an equipped podcast because, you know, just th- there is disparity in popularity. It's wrong. Yeah, but we're it's just true. losing out on 80% right off the yeah, top. Yeah, but, I mean, they had a format where they had a guest every week where we kind of switch it up. We also have weird guests that, like, you wouldn't really... Well, yeah, I mean, we had Nick, like, Ra- Nick Jimmy Ryder's Col- not really Jimmy Kolb. Yeah, and, and next week, actually, um, we've got someone lined up that is not an equipped lifter. But Definitely not. I think it's still going to be a very interesting yeah. and spicy podcast. Well, we're going to make it super spicy. But anyway, I just wanted to, just wanted to say, you know, we might be the only equipped podcast left. So we appreciate the support. Yeah. We're going to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, the spicy podcasts, you know, we, we have a story about the most hated man in powerlifting. <laughs> but... I think our next next week's guest might be, you know, taking over the spot or he, he might, you know, hang out in the same area of, of being one of the more controversial figures. Do, do you think we should <laughs> announce who it is? Or com- yeah, is yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to have Sean Noriega on the podcast. Um, pretty excited about that. I yeah, I'm excited. I, like I said, like we've shit on him, but I've also said he's a friend. Um, he's just such a polarizing guy, but really, you know, now that the whole 
proceeding is over with the the mass meet or the lack of mass and his total being taken off the board um i think he can probably talk about it a little bit if you remember we talked about that and then we also asked before we did larry melee we asked if he would talk about it and he said no because they're in the middle of well he said he would going. you know he said he would once things were cleared so, up so yeah, there was some. Yeah, we want to put the yeah. flame to it a little bit, get some answers on some of the questions we had. Was this um, total reinstated? Yeah, 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 it's there. It's there now. So I think it's great. Like, yeah, he's he's a strong dude. I like he's just a crazy motherfucker. But I I want to ask him some tough questions. So I'm excited yeah. to have him on. Also, like we're gonna talk about gear a little bit because we attempted to get him going. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll save it for the pod. Yeah, but we'll save it. But we'll save how it went for the know, pod. As as always, we do have um, a forum for you guys to ask questions. Of course, you could always you know DM us on Instagram. But I do have um, something set up. It's uh, www.bitly dot com slash spicy pl uh that's b-i-t-l-y dot com slash spicy pl so you could that'll bring you to a google you know a google form and you could just shoot some questions. we just got to remember to check it before yeah no i check, <laughs> I, check it. I mean There's, you no, might I remember it. to check it but then we forget to bring the questions <laughs> yeah, we well, bring the or questions. i forget to shout it out the week before yeah, yeah. That's, that's true yeah. so if you do have some questions for sean or just us in general, always remember that you can drop a line there or DM us. Yeah. You know? Well, this is, Power of Things all interwoven, right? I mean, episode one, we talked about how people were hating on Steve Mann. Yeah. Who's we, a good man. We stood up for him. Yep. Yeah, and, and Sean was a big part of that in uh, posting about how bad of a man Steve Mann was. And we were upset because if you meet Steve Mann, he's a good man and he's run some quality events. And then I think also probably in part somewhere in the first 10 episodes, we told you guys the story of going down to Scranton and buying the Alico set that we have behind us from Steve Mann. Yep. So we don't have to go back over that story, but part of that deal was, you know, we got the, the set at cost because the, um, the meet was tech basically canceled for a while. And we made the agreement that if it was rescheduled, we would bring it back down and let Steve use it for the meet. <clears throat> so ended up the week before Thanksgiving, which I don't think was a great idea in the first place. Week before Thanksgiving, the meet got rescheduled. And, you know, Alex was busy that weekend, so me and Lou were like, we'll go, and we'll make a weekend out of it, whatever. <clears throat> so we know about like a month in advance or so that it's probably going to happen, right? And then cases just start going up. And also, you got to think about, we're leaving Philly on Sunday and then by Thursday, me and Lou both want to see our mothers and like, you know, very pulled back Thanksgiving mm -hmm. things, but still one, I, I had dinner with my mother, stayed at her place, just the two of us. Um, shout out, shout out. Jim Cap. <laughs> um, does she watch the show this on the pod? No, no, no. I hope not, but she might do. She might. She's got a lot of time on her hands, but, um, you know, I, I called Steve the day before and, and you could see, you know, first he had a thousand lifters in April, then he had 400 lifters and then, and then the, the week of it's like, okay, maybe he only has a hundred lifters. So me and Louise call Steve and we're like, yeah, you really don't have enough weight to do a meet of a hundred lifters. And he was like, no, I was really counting on you guys to bring that stuff back. Whatever, whatever. Well, you guys also you volunteered to announce the live stream Saturday and well, Lou because we were going down yeah. and Lou was bringing pipe and drape. 
So if you don't know, you know, yeah, pipe so and drape, it's the curtains that separate the warm-up room and the yeah. platform, and they're usually between multiple platform meets. So yeah. pipe and drape's a big thing that's at a lot of meet. Yeah. So you guys sweeten the deal a little. Yeah. So, yeah. so we called Steve and said, basically, we're not bringing pipe and drape because it's just cloth that's going to hang in the venue, and then we have to load it back in the truck. So, like, I don't, I'm not a scientist, but I'm like, yeah. if coronavirus is going to rest anywhere it's probably in the fucking you don't drape. want a covid net it's <laughs> <Yeah, net. laughs> a covid yeah. net you're not trying to literally catch covid <laughs> so we basically told steven we're not bringing the fucking pipe and drape so he yeah. had to scramble get some pipe and drape but we were basically like we don't want to come and he was like no i need you guys to come with the weight so just to get to the story it's thursday night before the meet <clears throat> a week before thanksgiving and we were actually banged out um the pod with jimmy jimmy kolb right and peachy and then we banged out another pod right after that because we knew we were kind of going to be like away, Thanksgiving, whatever. We want to post some content for you guys. So we end up leaving here at 10 p.m. <clears throat> Me and Lou at like 3 a.m. on the Jersey Turnpike get the worst meal I've ever eaten in my entire life. Just fucking New Jersey Turnpike Burger King. Yeah. And like Amelia Earhart. I already hate <laughs> Burger King. It was the only thing open. It's like in the Meadowlands. Yeah. The trash lands. <laughs> in the trash lands. It's a fucking dump. I'm, I'm from New Jersey, and that's like the worst part of New Jersey. That's yeah. like the peop- that's the part that people see. Yeah. It gives it the bad. It's bad. Name, besides the, the shore. So, so like, it was just, on top of it being Burger King in the first place, it was just fucking awful. Uh-huh. Right? So, we're just mad. So, then we roll up to our hotel at 4 a.m. We wake up the next day. We we got the weights loaded in lose SUV. I won't call it an SUV. It's a fucking huge truck. But. We drive, we wake up and we drive right into the venue like, and without getting out of the car, because there's kids everywhere now, I don't want to fucking see anybody. I don't want to touch, talk to anybody. We call Steve Mann <laughs> and we're like, where do you want these weights? We're actually pulling up to the loading platforms on, this, uh, on the concrete floor in the exhibition center. We drove the truck right in and there's weight trees and they're all full. And yeah. Steve goes, oh, just unload them in the corner. And so I go, no. <laughs> you know what? We'll just come back tomorrow and unload them when there's more lifters and there's bigger lifters lifting. Like the 59s and 66s, yeah. there was plenty of weight. Yeah. So we leave. Like maybe the heavyweights, you'll need them. There's yeah. like a big, bigger flights or whatever. We leave and we uh, we went and trained at a private gym. Nobody else in there except, you know, we, yeah. we met up with a friend. Shout out Dr. Laney, listener of the pod. What up, what up? So we met up with Dr. Laney. We trained. And we got a dinner. It was like a massive meat plate. It was pretty sick. We ate like on an outdoor patio. That was like, you know, it was a, it was a pretty COVID safe night, but we did some stuff. So, all right, we're making a weekend out of it. Wake up Saturday. Well, Lou goes to me, he goes, what time do you want to wake up? Because we're supposed to do this live stream thing. The whole night Friday, we kind of had the sense that we were fucking, we were duped. That the weights weren't actually needed. So the whole Friday night, you know how me and Lou are, we're like, yeah, see, man, fucked us. He doesn't need the weights. He doesn't need the weights. You think he needs the weights? Uh, Joe Pena's squat on Sunday. Maybe he needs the weights then. Does he need the weights? So we're already mad. So we get back Saturday night, Friday night late. And Lou goes, what time you want to wake up? Like, we got to announce at 9 a.m. I go, Lou, don't fucking wake me up. <laughs> I'm not announcing shit. I'm done with this fucking meat, right? So we wake up whenever we want. We uh, go get lunch. And we roll up in between session one and two Saturday. And, you know, this time we don't even drive in. We're at the back loading door and I call Big Mike and I'm like, Big Mike, do you guys need these fucking weights? I'm like, and you can tell I was, he could tell I was pissed. And so he's like, I don't know. Steve's right here. Talk to him. I was like, Steve's right there. I was like, motherfucker. So then I was like, do you need these weights or not? And he's like, honestly, 
No. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. So what the fuck? So I'm like, all right, goodbye. We're leaving. See you later. So we don't even go in the venue. We just grab our shit and start driving back to Boston on Saturday rather than Sunday. You know, six hours each way is what it is. Yeah, six hours. So I hung up abruptly, and Steve's just texting Luis like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I wasted your time. Like, I'm so sorry. We couldn't get a refund for the hotel night because we prepaid. Like, it was just, we sat yeah. in traffic on Saturday. It was just a disaster. But we wanted to get home at that point. We had no, there was no reason for us to be in Philadelphia four days before Thanksgiving around a fucking meet. No reason at all. Yeah. I but, mean, it's on. But at the end of the day, now, these weights, they're ours. They're ours now. They're ours forever. No fucking deals, no strings attached, nothing. But I'm pretty pissed, man. After all the things we, good things we said about Steve Mann, Steve Mann's actually on my shit list right now. Yeah. I mean, he might listen to this pod. He'll text me, you know. But what are you going to do? I'm going to tell the story. I don't understand how he didn't realize that he was going to have enough weights. Like, he's been running a lot of powerlifting meets. He's done a lot of this shit. How didn't he just I think he count sold, them all up? He's just yeah. sold a lot of equipment. And then I think he had another guy bringing weights that had the same deal as us, but he didn't trust him as much as we did. Because, yeah. like, he... I mean, he's running a big meet. He's stressed out. He probably you know, he probably wants to see you and, and Lou. And, you know, he thought, you know, he was just going to get some announcers. And so why the hell not? Yeah, come come on down. But he, he I guess he just didn't really think about, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. I think in, 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 a, in a normal time when... Joe would yeah. be like down to just walk around the warm up room and you know shake hands and sure. kiss babies. And yeah. announce, he would yeah. just do it, you know. But like, yeah. you know, these just days, none of it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. Well. So. Well. Anyway, the the meet seemed to go kind of smooth. I saw actually Sean had posted some stuff about the meet that there was like no back spot for you know one of the flights, and I kind of tried to stand up for it for him because like the thing he posted was some like lightweight female and i was like those two guys on the sides can pick that up you know no problem but yeah it was for the whole flight so Max i was kind of pointless sometimes I, I did retract it you know but like it seemed like relatively smooth meat it it probably wasn't the worst meat and wasn't the best meat you know there was a lot of uncontested equipped uh weight classes and and stuff like that but yeah i guess hate down. to see that it was just down, hate to see you know it. austin perkins didn't lift and gear he just didn't lift at all that was kind of a bummer you know, yeah. What I mean, meet that means Steve put on a good show. It's just like it, yeah. uh, he put on a nice event. It's just yeah. it was the the venue was beautiful. The setup was nice. It just should have been. There should have yeah. been more lifters. It kind of sucked. I mean, it wasn't so. the best. Wasn't the worst. I mean, Peachy, what do you think's the the best? Easily the best in the in the best collegiate. The best collegiate I ever did, and probably one of the best in recent memory, was uh, 2015 Atlanta, uh, ran oh. by Josh Rohr. Shout out. And uh, one of the things that was cool about that meet is he was the one who kind of invented the idea of primetime. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, us submit walkout music. And, it, you know, it was sick. The only thing was is they made him cancel the primetime because, you know, the people who were coaching all the colleges were worried that the people who were in the primetime flight would have an advantage. And at collegiates, you know, people come out of the second flight and win all the time, blah, blah, and blah. And it actually happened there. Mitchell Fountain won out of the second flight that year. Right. But um, I think... The idea was so good that they did eventually adopt it. So yeah, they adopted it for Raw yeah. the next year. Where yeah. Josh, Josh invent Josh invented primetime, yeah. so he had to wait a year to do it from his initial like idea. But so he did it at 2016 Raw yeah. Nationals. It was cool. And yeah. and just to close up the other things I liked about that collegiates, um, they had plenty of space to, in the warm up area. 
Um, they had a ramp that you could, a very small ramp that you walked up to the platform, which, you know, if you're wrapped up, you don't want to be climbing stairs or going up a huge ramp. So yeah. it's a very sl- small ramp. And, you know, it was just a great show all around. Yeah. They just were cool. I definitely know what the worst. <laughs> yeah, let's just get to it. We wanted to make sure we... Yeah. We want to make sure we talk about the worst collegiates of all time. Definitely the worst. <laughs> this was my last collegiates ever, and I bombed out. But I think, you know, it being this meet, I have somewhat of an excuse because it was literally the worst meet of collegiates, maybe the worst meet, and the worst flight or session, like, ever. And it was in Colleen. 2013. 2013 by uh, Johnny Graham. I think my weigh-ins were originally supposed to be, you know, like the normal, like one o'clock or something, two o'clock. And they were like a few hours delayed. And then I think there were, were there six flights? Yeah, something like on that. one platform. He like, like cut a session platform? on Sunday. He cut an entire platform Sunday. So Saturday got really fucked. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, like, I, I literally took a nap between squats and, and bench. Like, it was like, wake me up. And, yeah. and, I, and I fucked myself because I didn't really pack food, and it was, like, the first time that I had to cut a decent amount of weight. Like, I was I was walking around, like, maybe, you know, like, in the low, like, two teens to cut to 205. And so I, like, I like cut, like, because I was a stupid college kid. I didn't know anything about cutting. And, like, I, didn't, I like, wasn't eating enough carbs because we were like, oh, steaks. we're in Texas. Let's just <laughs> eat steaks. So, like, I, I fucked up my nutrition, but I also didn't prepare for that. And I don't know how you could prepare for something like that. That was just, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember Ian Bell was, like, trying to pull 800 at, like, 2 in the morning. It was brutal. I so worst collegiate of all time, 2013. So Steve didn't even have the worst collegiate of all time. And there weren't any lifters. So I guess that's one positive you can take from that. Yeah. <laughs> but me and Lou were super pissed, um, but it's over. And the weights are ours. Yeah. So I guess that kind of, that long rambling tangent kind of still counts as current events. Or, you know, <laughs> it is. That anecdotes. was a current event in my life. <laughs> I took a day off of work. I took a paid vacation day for that bullshit. That's another oh. thing I forgot. Yeah. I mean, you held up your word for like part of the main part. Yeah. You know, I, did. So I held up my word. We did. But, um, you know, other things in current events, I guess, you know, we cover a lot of different topics we've covered you know, Thor and Eddie Hall and all this, all this stuff. But, um, IWF, they've announced, uh, that they're cutting down the number of lifters. Well, IOC is I mean, cutting their yeah. IWF lifters. IOC is cutting IWF's lifters. And I guess this is probably in a, uh, kind of a, a jab at them as a kind of penalty to let them know they're in danger of being completely Yeah, they reduced canceled. it to five weight classes per sex so five men's weight classes five women's weight class that's gonna be fucking brutal yeah so i mean that's just i mean the, the qualifying was already all, stuff the yeah. doppelgangers yeah the doppelgangers <laughs> the, the qualifying was already so fucked up because they had to like make the weight classes meet each other because they got like one weight class reduced now it's like three more they're so fucked yeah. so let me ask you i don't you know this. why anybody would want to be an olympic weightlifter right now remember when they changed the weight classes in Sick. the ipf to like more or less mirror the um the weightlifting. Yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. All right. <laughs> that was kind of my biggest fear. Are they going to cut even more weight classes uh, at a power? No, lifting? I think no part of that too was like some of the classes just weren't, they, they just weren't fully stocked with competition when we had yeah. like 10 weight, men's weight classes and nine weight. Like it was just a little yeah. ridiculous. So. I think, that's I think it's the, way better now. Yeah. Meets are so sick now and on the international level. Like we're all equipped. They're just crazy. 
I'm not really sure exactly, but I, I know like for for the IOC, like in the Olympics, they're cutting down the weight class. I don't know if the IWF themselves for other, you know, for other competitions. That's uh, the thing. They yeah, didn't. I don't they think they didn't, are. Yeah. They didn't respond to that yeah. and, and make it the same. So like no. the qualifying was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're fucked, man. I mean, I mean, the reason we talk about this shit is because number one, like powerlifting tries to emulate IWF a lot. I, I think that's less and less like stuff I've seen and, and, you know, we were at that IOC presentation in Dubai and like, we yeah. learned a lot about where we stand. I think how we're all part of the game, you know, family. there's only ever going to be one barbell sport in the Olympics. There's never going to be two. So honestly, cool. if you really want powerlifting to be Olympic, which I don't, because then I think people will just start gassing uncontrollably. Um, and it will ruin it for everybody. Um, I don't know why Olympics is like, what's the big deal? I mean, it might not. It might not. I mean, I think it's it depends on it'll get the, worse. It depends on like the actual governing body, right? So like, mm, well, IWF is getting. I think state sponsored doping in other countries. We don't see it because we're American, but state sponsored doping in other countries will increase when there's Olympic medals on the line because there's money and fame and publicity, and a lot of countries take Olympic medals more seriously than we do. So, but but I guess I guess my point is that if you really want powerlifting to become Olympic, then. You should probably be happy that IWF is probably going to be out the door by 2028. I, I mean, I could look at it both ways, though. So it's like maybe IWF being bad. Like, I think that it is possible for, to maybe have two strength sports if IWF was really popular and doing well. They might be like, oh, we can't get enough of this shit. Yeah, they but the fact, the fact that it's doing bad, it's doing poorly, it's bad, bad PR is I think not good for powerlifting because someone that doesn't really know is just gonna be like, Oh, it's the same thing as, you know, like yeah, just get rid perhaps, of it all. So if, if weightlifting got canceled, I wouldn't think. I think at this point, powerlifting might be more globally popular than uh, it might weightlifting be, it, total. Actually, so you, you how well does it. it do at uh, world games when you went? There? Oh, world games. We crush. We're one of the most popular sports there. So and there that's equipped. Go. That's equipped. We saw dude. Uh, when we lifted in that huge fucking symphony hall, we sold thousands of tickets. It was full up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I could see it both ways. You know, it's really interesting. Maybe it would help us. I, I think know. so. Yeah, it really depends on like I think powerlifting IWF might be an IPF, like the governing bodies. I think powerlifting might be slight. It's not a great spectator sport, but it might be slightly better spectator sport because typically there's nonstop lifting where um, IWF doesn't do the round system. Yeah, and it but really causes. Live live watching it is trash. I mean, you just see Iranian fans yeah. every year. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I think we've talked about this, like the ascending bar is definitely way worse than having flights. But I think, you know, the rules of powerlifting are, like, are kind of like a little bit harder to understand for the lay person than, than Olympic where you just like lift the thing. Yeah, yeah, but people watch curling. Like who knows the rules of that shit? <laughs> that shit is sick know? though, dude. It that's is what sick. I'm saying. So like I don't think that's a, that around. big of a barrier. Yeah, you, know? you got people slipping and sliding. I'm just saying, there's some moving and shaking going on. I think <laughs> it's something that powerlifters should pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, and I guess uh, another, you know, another news uh, announcement that's happened is the uh, Arnold being postponed officially. Um, I don't think it's been announced when it's going to be postponed uh, to, but we have heard rumors that you know, as of now, people are considering like the time frame of around June. But of course, everything's going to change, and until it's official, it's just rumors. Um, yeah, I mean, people are starting to get vaccines. I just think the yeah. longer you wait, the the better odds you have running a su- successful event. But it does affect the powerlifting schedule. I mean, you know, a lot of people use the Arnold as like that early year meet and start the competition season um, because there's like the Arnold, and especially if you're a raw lifter, then you can kind of wait to compete 
um, in November. So March and November, there's, there's eight months in between there. But even if you're doing worlds, you know, that's usually three months later, but, uh, I, IPF did the same thing and just pushed everything back to the third and fourth quarter of 2021, which I think is a smart idea. So it would have been nice to have the Arnold, but then again, you know, the Arnold kind of marks the beginning of COVID for us. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we were running around that fucker, like no yeah. mask, nothing. They, Khalil, weird, Khal- but uh, a lot of people. Is his there. name Khalil Zaki? I, fr- I, I think that's where we got. I, I honestly think I got it at the yeah, end. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we got, got it in LaGuardia. LaGuardia. But yeah. like, there was that guy doing the deadlift with me with the dreadlocks. I think his name was Khalil Zaki. Yeah, he pulled yeah. Like three fifty. He he, he, he was, tried to wear a mask on the platform, and they told him to take it off. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about how much times have changed. Like, yeah, I'm I, very pro mask now, but Babel was wearing masks in the airport, and I, like, I was an idiot. I was. I mean, it's it's normalcy bias. I was like, take that fucking mask off, dude. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, that kind of marks the beginning for us. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's the reason we're talking about the Arnold is because, like, the USIPL is trying to figure out what to do and yeah. how to run the events. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing for them every year. How can you run it in June? But then when are the national meets going to be? Like, will there be some kind of combined? Will nationals be in Columbus? You know, like... We don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nationals is much more important for the USAPL schedule than the Arnold um, because it, you know, bases world qualifiers and stuff like that. So it yeah, makes a lot the of Arnold sense. Is maybe there's know. some revenue there. True. Uh, th- that's definitely true. There's going to probably be a lot more of views. revenue. Yeah, and exposure for the sport. And, and stuff they want to keep their spot. I mean, right. if you don't do the Arnold one year for any reason, you're going to get replaced by another event. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have a lot of implications because the schedule is continuously moving. But, you know, uh, when will nationals happen? Like when, you know, when is Worlds going to, you know, is it going to keep its current schedule? Like are people going to be trying to qualify for that? When when are the other big competitions going to be? So well, it's a developing story. Yeah. But we'll, oh. we'll keep our ears to the ground. Yeah. I mean, speaking of how the Arnold's like that first crack open the year meet for powerlifters to get things going – it's kind of the same thing for bodybuilders, you know. Yeah, that's, that. that's the earliest pro bodybuilding. And some people show. choose to do that, um, and or or they'll do another competition or show to qualify for the Olympia. <laughs> which, by the way, the Olympia is uh, I think it's like in a week or two, maybe. It's 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 coming up. We should do like a small segment on the Olympia when uh, the results oh, are when it in, happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like. I used to follow it a lot more closely, and to be honest, I haven't really been following it too closely. And I, I paid a lot more to the classic division, uh, the classic physique division, yeah, than like the, the open. little boys. Well, I, I just think it's more aesthetic, and I mean, the guys in classic are they're getting really big anyway. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, has anybody looked into the Olympia? You got any predictions? I kind of want to make a couple predictions. Well, I mean, uh, I get all my information about pro bodybuilding from Jerry Ward. <laughs> you know, so I watch his YouTube channel. I don't know, man. And, uh, we should ask Nick Wright, man. Oh, oh man. we should. We yeah, should we fucked up. Well, no, Wright. I talked to Nick Wright about it. I think he's like kind of in the same boat as us. He's he's more thinking about powerlifting and stuff. And he yeah. was more in the natural bodybuilding scene. I think he was more like enjoyed doing it less than he was like a fan of open bodybuilding. Like I'm sure he, you know, he's a fan of like the classics and stuff, but I don't know how up to date he was on it. The, uh, the YouTube channel that I used to watch a lot was Nick Strength and Power, which is a different Nick. But that kid's like some some guy from Ohio that like makes a bunch of videos about bodybuilding. But I do know Phil Heath's making his comeback, or at least he's qualified. Let's go. 
I think I think he's been saying he's coming back, and I yeah. do know that um, Big Rami uh, he had COVID, so he couldn't do this meet this show that he was uh, gonna do to qualify. But they they gave him an invitation. Yeah, you got to invite Big Rami. I so, mean, if he doesn't qualify, who gives a fuck? So Big Rami, Phil Heath. Um, I think I don't. I think I think Phil Heath's not gonna get his gut in check, dude. That bubble gut. Yeah, I think Big Rami might. He he's just gotta come in more conditioned. He's yeah. It's he's a, gonna win eventually. I it's always been his problem that he's like never coming in good enough condition. But I've seen some pictures recently, and he's like promising people he's gonna be conditioned. What and about this and that, that huge guy from? I think he was like Dutch or something. That huge guy who got like the fan vote last year. Uh, Short fan vote. Yeah, we gotta we gotta study up on it. Yeah, yeah. If anybody happens to know, put it in the comments. Oh, Rolly Wink, Rolly Winkler. Oh, Rolly okay. Winkler, dude. He's so oh. fucking big. Oh yeah, he. I think he's in Netherlands, but he's out of via Curacao, or Curacao via yeah, yeah, Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, he did look really good last year. I haven't. I haven't really looked up. You know. Yeah. So I, I think some combination of Phil, Big Rami. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I hope I hope Big Rami wins, honestly. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I'm a huge Juan Morel fan. If you yeah. watch his eating videos, they're fucking insane and he's from Long Island, so I just like him. And yeah. then I also like Antoine Villant. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Because yeah. his YouTube videos are fucking hilarious. That guy should be a comedian. Yeah. I mean I'm But also- they're not good. Uh, well, I mean, on, they're on, good. at this level, at this they're, level, they're really they're not, good. Yeah. They're not as like mass monsters. They win pro shows, but they're not going to win the Olympia. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of like up and coming guys too that have more like a more aesthetic mm-hmm. look that I think maybe if based on the judging of giving it to like you know Sean Roden and uh, who's the other guy the, the last year I already forgot. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Brandon Curry. Brandon Curry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Brandon Curry could definitely defend. But anyway, enough bodybuilding, which we don't really. Know yeah, I don't even know about. how this got into the pod, man. But <laughs> Big Rami's a fucking freak. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is a current event? We had a couple fan questions as well, right? Yeah. So we had a question from Norway. Shout out Norway, yeah. our boys. Um, we got a lot of listeners from Norway. It's just crazy. I think it's because Carl just got us some fucking street cred. Well, plus we love Norway and we can't wait to go to the Yeah, so we got a fan question, so like we feel obligated to answer. It's a great question, but basically, um, Stirk Petter on Instagram, Stirk Petter, (laughs) asked, uh, why does the IPF use these shitty carpeted platforms that are just wood and carpet? Yeah. In a metal frame. Especially Alico's specific carpet that they send with the platform is like super slippery. I know Lou has like a ton of them in the warehouse. Yeah, it's whack. There's like a bunch of racks that maybe like we got at Bay State and we just like threw the carpet out because it's literally just like the most slippery carpet material ever. It's a really good question because... Well, he basically was saying, why don't we use the... the Alico makes the training platforms that are like hard... Like I don't even yeah, know hardwood. the material. It's hardwood. It's in hardwood the in the middle, and then it's rubber on the side yeah. to da- to dampen the deadlift. And it's like, I mean, I've lifted on platforms like that. I've lifted at meets in the U.S. where it's actually rubber horse mat on the sides, plywood in the middle, and then carpet over it. And I thought that felt really great mm-hmm. um, to 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 lift on. Yeah, but they just hardwood? don't really put effort on at the international level. They just put the wood down, the carpet, and the metal frame, and it's like a fucking ice rink, and it's just bending, and it's 
messed up. There's there holes some, in like, it after history? day one. Is there some history of why that is? No, it's just what Illico sells it, so they use it. Well, yeah, Illico's I mean, the like biggest the sponsor of the IPF. But I mean, like you know, there's like a standard platform, right? So I don't like, know. I don't even. Th- I don't even know there? why the the platforms have to be carpet. Like it, it, yeah, it's in exactly. the rule book the that rule it has book. to be that's carpet, but I don't understand why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There must be some like history behind why it needs to be carpeted. I don't know, man. I think it's because people were probably running meats at one point on just plywood or some shit, so they made it like it had to be neat. But at this point, it it should there should be some flexibility and like I don't know, maybe because like the chalk and the chalk and the baby powder. And oh all that yeah, stuff. it's much easier. You to can take vacuum, care of, yeah. but like they just need to pick a better carpet and they need to think about what's underneath. Like the way that we've been treated at some of these meats is so terrible. Like in Dubai, we had to warm up on a false floor because it was an aquatic center. It was a sick, sick, sick venue, venue. Sick, sick venue. But like we warmed up on a false floor that was over uh, an Olympic lifting pool. And like Olympic I, I swimming pool. Yeah. A lifting <laughs> swimming pool. Not li- <laughs> <laughs> lifting yeah. pool. Yeah. But like I got really hurt. Well, the thing was super flexible <laughs> because thing. the floor was literally, it was literally just sitting on top of the pool. So the thing was, yeah, it was bouncy. pretty bouncy. I'm taking out an 800 pound yeah. warm up. I'm not blaming that, but it definitely, that I probably had some type yeah. of factor into me. Well, on those training, blowing out my fucking glute. On those training platforms, um, you know, with a lot of weight, the bar might sink a little, don't you? Yeah, think? that would kind of suck for the deadlift. I think it needs to be a very hard rubber. Yeah, the the, the Alico ones definitely sink. So it'd have to be like a like a horse stall. And, I, and I've something. said this a million times at national meets is like. Um, I've always lifted better when there isn't a stage. Yes. So you're yeah. on a concrete floor at a at some you know at either an event center or hotel that has a platform built on top of it. It feels fucking great. For some reason, all my best meets are when the platform is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you can't really specify that in a rule book. No, you can't. And it's 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 at the end of the day, every athlete lifts on the same platform. And I think part of it is the security of the floor when you're trying to squat a thousand pounds. And part of it is what you're doing with your eyes when you're up on a stage. And I think I need to train myself to block some of that out because, I mean, I just think of, Might think just of feel meets, a little weird. Meets that I went nine for nine in, in gear. I mean, other than the Arnold 2019, yeah, I was just say. Been, been down on a floor. Like, uh, I'd lifted really well in Norway, I lifted really well in Philly, Collegius that was on a floor. I'm trying to think of Colleen Nationals that was on an event center floor, but then like World Games, Sweden, Dubai yeah. on stages. I've lifted really poorly. Yeah, I, I think maybe, well, maybe it's in your head though. You lifted really good at the Arnold, might man. Be in, yeah, that was sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, like you said, it's kind of like every lifter has to lift on the same platform. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So it's like kind of in the same vein as like there's different uh, bars I'm not and there's yeah. different, um, you know, different. Uh, Different racks and different. I'm not against you know. stages. I just think there's been some stages that no one's checked the structural integrity at all. And if it's safe for a 400 pound man, maybe like Blaine, people have. to have 1,100 pounds on the bar and then be <laughs> standing there with two points of contact, that shit's crazy. Someone, um, someone might have to do on a stage. So <laughs> no one looked into it. No one listened to. It. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's like uh, it's like how in baseball, you know, in baseball there's different, you know. I mean, talk about Vang when when Vang lifts, we have him roll his deadlift bar to the very back of the platform because he doesn't like his bar to be set in divots, and the platform's always divoted, always. Yeah, just think we need we need a better imagine how bad it would be for for the lifters if he was a super because that shit would be fucking mangled, dude. (laughs) When you're a super, you're lifting on piss, 
dried piss chalk baby powder it's fucking you're deadlifting from a deficit it's brutal yeah. and there's holes in it you feel bubbles as you're squatting yeah. but like whatever everybody has to do the same shit so yeah so i guess it just um you know it speaks to the quality of the person running the meat if you're running a meat you know think about it you could put the horse stall mats and plywood underneath the carpet make sure your carpet's not trash but until we figure out why there even needs to be a carpet I think well at the end of the day this question i mean at international meets and what um stirk petter is asking is like why aren't we using other like if illico's got to be the the provider of all these products for meat day and, and at the international level why aren't we using their better products instead we're just using makeshift bullshit and how is illico in the business of just selling metal frame and carpet like yeah. just just provide the platforms they're already shipping new racks bars and weights to all the big international meets just put one of those fucking ill platforms in there yeah, it's you a, know it's a valid point it's valid yeah i mean like again it comes down to who's who's running the meat too for like more like local meets and Speaking yeah. of, I hope Eric Cordero's got a sick platform for this weekend. Yeah, I know. You're going to have, hopefully you're not flying around on a weak carpet at the local meet. I hope not, but I'm, I'm, uh, getting ready to lift in this meet. Peachy signed up for the meet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a valid COVID excuse now, but I was probably going to bitch out of it. So, uh, so you got COVID big deal. Yeah. Big fucking deal. Peachy. So you're not doing the meat, PG? No. I could probably still bench good, though. My bench was good the other day, but I can't squat or deadlift, so. PG was talking a lot of trash before. Yeah, I mean, when I do do a meet, I'll bench more than you. All right. Well, I'm going to have to try to set the bar high. Yeah, you got to go really high. I've already done 290, so you got to do at least 292, just right off the rip. Oh, my God. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm getting ready for this meet. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm redeeming, trying to redeem myself from my last equipped meet ever, which was in 2013 in and Colleen about. when I bombed out. So I've got to get a nice total on the board, redeem myself, get a little street cred. You know, Quality up for nuts. That I still know how to lift in equipment. I, yeah. I like your training so far, though, man. I think you're going to do well. Thank you, man. Thank you're you. You're welcome. So, I mean, in preparation for this meet, um, you know, I stretched my – suit out a little bit and i was planning on well actually i did i did throw it in the in the wash um cold water little detergent and i've been told that this um you know might make it you know regain a little bit of its tightness and stiffen it up a little bit could be an old wives tale could be true we don't know at least it'll be like not stinky (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this is officially (laughs) moving into gear talk um i posted earlier this week if you wash your gear and i think you know, I left it open-ended, like, it doesn't matter if it's single-ply gear or just your knee sleeves. Like, how often do you wash your gear? And, um, you know, I was a fan of never washing gear. Stinky. Just yeah. stink it up. You're a nasty motherfucker. Well, I wash knee sleeves. That shit. Okay. I wash that once a month. But single-ply gear, my gear never stunk. It just was covered in chalk, baby powder. I mean, it's covered in sweat, nasty shit. But it never really stunk. But I started getting a lot of flack for bringing nasty ass gear Check to it. meets that were you know ever since the live stream got really good they do not let you bring in your dirty ass gear anymore so i do typically wash my gear before the meet and then i just let it fester through the training cycle and then for me typically my gear goes into uh you know backup by i might use a gear for a meet or two and then I'll get some new stuff. And this might kind of evolve a little bit into another discussion itself in terms of how often you get new gear. But 
we can keep yeah. it on we keep it on uh, so I, I i posted the poll and it just i was actually surprised i thought i was a nasty motherfucker who never liked to wash my gear but um most of the answers were for never washing gear and a lot of those were lifters who were probably just answering about knee sleeves that's fucking that's actually fucking gross and then nasty. it was about even with washing once every few months to a year and then there weren't a lot of people who washed their gear regularly I'm one of those gross people that <laughs> used to not wash my knee sleeves like at all. Like I had these SBD knee sleeves and I just felt like I, I like I guess it all stemmed originally when I had the Ray-Ban blue knee sleeves. Oh man. And I used to try to wash them and I would wash them like by hand in the sink and you would see all that brown I was like a water college, come out. I was like a college kid. I didn't like I was just washing in the sink and you'd put it in and you'd try to soak it and like you'd just see this brown stuff come out and then you'd drain it and you'd you'd fill it again and it would just it would just never Forever end. brown, dude. It would just always be brown. And then after you wore it once, it would just like stink again. So like I didn't do that. I didn't do that really. I didn't really even when I got SBDs and even re- until like maybe a year or two ago, I didn't really wash them, but um, I tried to wash my SPD knee sleeves like two years ago and I used like a little bit of vinegar. I've heard that can kill the vi- like the bacteria and then my knee sleeves just like kind of smelled like stinky vinegar and, and nasty. <laughs> and then I just got a new pair and I've heard like you can freeze them. I tried that. Yeah. It that didn't work. We tried freezing them, leaving them outside in the cold, so leaving them outside. I've kind of just <laughs> given up on, on washing them because I'm just like, these things are going to stink no matter what. You better wash those scuba pants things you've been wearing. Those things. Oh, those things get really swampy. They're going to, they're going to be, and it's not, it's not all around your knees. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll say this, and and I talked to you guys about this last week when we started this question. Is like, I wash my knee sleeves, even though they're black. I fucking soak them in bleach. The materials. How much? How much bleach? I don't know. Probably two cups of bleach. Really? Yeah, Dude, I fucking. Do you remember when Joe washed mine? Water. I washed him for. I washed his fucking knee sleeves for him because they stunk so bad. In the machine or in a bucket? No, like I put the knee sleeves in and then I pour the bleach over the knee sleeves while they're in it and then I put it on a on a cold. Wow. Gosh. And it didn't. It doesn't like. It doesn't change them? the color because the thing with bleach is if the material is actually black, if the uh, threading is actually yeah, black, like then it doesn't change the color. It's not dyed. Mm. So you can bleach the fuck out of. Um, at least SBD knee sleeves and I think Ray-Ban knee sleeves that I used to, and nothing happens to them. Just don't put them in the fucking dryer and just don't wash them on hot. I don't even use detergent. I just bleach the fuck out of them. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You threw mine in there, too, I think, once. But they already stink again. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, like the vinegar thing, it's like a bleachy stank smell after it's done, (laughs) but it's better than not. Yeah. Especially for us fat, stanky fucks. Yeah. All Mm. right. And then so for gear, I mean, like I just said, I I didn't really wash my gear when I had it. I'm just doing a a quick cold cycle uh, prior to the meet. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, dry it. It should be fine. Yeah. I do that too. Big Mike made me wash it for the first time I did the Arnold. He was like, if your gear isn't clean, they won't let you lift. Yeah. Shit. Started giving you shit a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I washed it and I don't think it really makes it any tighter, man. It just knocks the chalk off. Knocks the chalk off. It'll (laughs) knock your chalk off, kid. Mental. It's a mental game. Don't worry. It makes it tighter. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the scuba pants, uh, Yo, you were you were like kind of like posting, you're like talking a little trash. I actually am gonna follow up review on the scuba pants. I've had them for a couple couple weeks, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the uh, the Mark Bell uh, 
slingshot pants. What, what are they called? Slingshot briefs. Briefs. Slim, slingshot briefs. And uh, they're pretty pretty high waisted briefs that you know if you're wearing knee sleeves, there's a small gap between your the top of your knee sleeve and where these things start, and the waist runs all the way up, so you look like Dude, a girl. Nipples. Yeah, you look like a girl wearing yoga pants that's like pulling it all the way up high waist oh, yeah. when you're that's wearing the it. Thing now, it's a sexy look, but it's nice because you can belt in, and the amount of pop that I get out of it, I'd, I'd compare it to the equivalent of raw with no sleeve, no knee sleeves to adding knee sleeves, but like just with your hips, and it's the same sort of sensation to me as well so like my hips now when i don't wear these they feel like you know my knees when i don't wear knee sleeves they, they feel like you know a little, a little you know creaky and crackly naked a little naked yeah. a little raw and then i put these uh, scuba pants on and I, it just keeps the joint warm gives you a little extra pop and it keeps I, the joint warm i like Dude, every I like time you lot. wear them you s- fucking smoke squats and then you yeah. don't wear them and you look like trash i don't want to hear this what i mean you just look really good when you wear them they're it's sick. good. Yeah, yeah, they're sick. And I and you know, like most power. I think they're I giving have... you some some confidence and some support. I don't know if it's necessarily giving you like X amount of carryover, but you definitely squat better when you wear them. Yeah, it's it's nothing like you know real briefs or like a suit. Like I I can take a bar and squat down and sit like to depth, and yeah. not, it's not like I can't like get down there. It's, it's like wearing knee sleeves, and it, and I really like them honestly. But yeah, um, Alex is talking trash because I was going to order me and Luis a pair. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm just fucking huge fan of gear. Like, my lower body can't stay healthy these days, so might as well just fucking bite the bullet. If Alex liked them a lot, I waited for him to order them and review them. So, like, what I did say is that raw lifters aren't going to wear them. Well, I'm not a raw lifter, so I'll wear whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, but apparently somebody's wearing them because you went to go buy them. They're sold sold out. (laughs) They're sold out in every size. So, I don't know if they didn't make a huge run of them or whatever, but. I, maybe it's not a good idea for me again. I'm being a fucking. I, you know, I'm known as the wettest man in powerlifting, and you know that's a nickname that's been bestowed upon me because you know whether it's winter, summer, the gym's air conditioned, the gym's not. I am soaking through my clothes and then everything around me with sweat. Whatever you wear knee sleeves, no, or elbow sleeves. I'm a super heavyweight, but I train at a, a high pace. I train like a lighter lifter. I do a lot of power building, hmm. and then. Um, most in shape super on the planet. Yeah, probably. so I sweat a shit ton. I'm also a big Mediterranean yeah. man, you know, yeah. hairy and sweaty. I, I and say you should get them, man. You're, I don't know. You're it's nasty a bad anyway. Idea. Like you're, you wear knee sleeves. You wear whatever. Why yeah. is it a bad idea? I don't know. I think it'd be nice. But anyway, you know, speaking of buying gear and knee sleeves and all this stuff, we, uh, you know, we got to get into Inzer. We saw that they are coming out with uh, their own knee sleeves. Yeah. Which, shout out to a listener named Tim. AKA Mothman eats his veggies. He is actually the only person on the planet that I'm aware of that has these knees. Oh, really? They're, they're prototype. Top secret? They're not top secret. I mean, he got it from a distributor, not Inzer directly, but I mean, they are Inzer knee sleeves. They look pretty fucking sick. Um, he did a review on Reddit of them. So I don't know if you search on Reddit like Inzer knee sleeves. You could probably find Tim's post. There's a lot of comments just saying, like, Fucking just lift geared already, like if you're looking for the tightest knee sleeves ever. But Tim says they're pretty sick and they're better than a stoic knee sleeves. I don't know what, what stoic said. knee sleeves are, but that's what he said. So shout out Tim. It's about damn time. 
Britons. Or I know. Like, it was I like mean, a few years. I remember the, the first Raw Nationals. They had those knee sleeves that were made out of knee wraps, and you can Velcro them like really tight, just like three layers of knee wraps. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, like IPF and USAPL said, like, no, you can't wear those. It has to be neoprene. And then Inter was just like, go fuck yourself. And I was just surprised they never made anything. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Titan was in the game, but I think really when the SBDs came out in like 2012, 2013, 2014, that area. That's when like they, they kind of changed the game and really made these things really tight and have a lot of pop and yeah they made them a th- you know as, IPF had to write a rule right yeah. there wasn't raw lifting and there were no knee sleeves right so then IPF had to actually make a rule on how thick and what material these knee sleeves could be so then SBD was kind of the first company to say okay um, we're just gonna make a maximum allowable knee sleeve so that's what the SBDs are like Ray Ban and Titan had knee sleeves for training. Um, and you used to see all the strongmen in Ray-Ban back yep. in the day. Now they're all in SBD. Yep. But they just had whatever thickness and whatever you know polyester material it was, they were making this stuff to help people train. They weren't necessarily making it to be max allowable IPF competition. So that's where SBD came in, right? SBD was just a guy who was kind of shitty at powerlifting, and this happens a lot, kind of like me now. Like we had to start the pod because I'm not good at powerlifting anymore. You need to figure out a way to stay involved in powerlifting. So either you start coaching you start a podcast or you start a gear company. He's really successful, but it's just a guy who just kind of was like, well, I kind of suck at this sport. I got to do something else. So, you know, they kind of <laughs> took over, they kind of took over that sector. Yeah. So they've been and, wildly successful, but then Titan, Titan does great. Titan said, yeah. okay, you want to pull that bullshit? We're going to do, you know, and then they came out with the um, yellow, jackets. yellow jackets, which are sick. Yeah. Um, and now Inzer, Seven years later, <laughs> which is about the timing for them to release something. They probably had this. They probably had these sleeves in like 2015 and just fucking yeah. can't get it out. It's like the bolt. Yeah, which I was. I wore in 2013, and people are finally buying it in 2020. Fucking yeah. crazy. So about a seven year cycle. Um, are you gonna check them out? I'm probably gonna buy them so I can throw my SPDs in the trash. Yeah. Well, so like right when we were thinking about, um, yeah, we were training and stuff. We were, we were kind of like talking about these knee sleeves a little bit. I saw something on James Vang's story that really perked perked me up. Percolated. Well, we so, should probably get them to send us some protos. We should. But um, Quest, Sherman, is making knee sleeves. And they look really sick. They Actually, do look they sick, look yeah. Good. Sherman doesn't mess around. So that's something in boa development. Boa constrictors. The boa constrictors. And like, I don't think... Has Sherman messed around with making gear in the past? Like, he, I mean, I'm looking right in front of me. We have, we have um, oh yeah, no Sherman. The, wraps, Sher- yeah. the margins on belts aren't great, so Sherman will sell. In- Sherman sells into belts, yeah, but Sherman does sell his own knee wraps and wrist wraps, which we we use, and they're here. sick actually. Yeah, those green mm, ones. They're, yeah. they're, right they're right in front. We use them in training, but um, they're not approved for meat use. I, I think Sherman's very hesitant to start getting to IPF fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we'll see if he, you know, I, I know if he, if the knee sleeves just like pop off, maybe he would um, think about doing it, um, but we'll see. I mean, so I'll probably get the injuries and we'll probably get, uh, you know, hopefully we'll talk to James and get some prototypes of the boa constrictors. Yeah, they look pretty sick. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking just, of we'll, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll stay tuned on that. Um, there was one more segment I forgot that a fan asked us to do. Oh, Want to yeah? do it? What's yeah, let's list? go. Shoot it. You're going to remember this. I asked you this. I honestly forgot who asked the question. Shout out to you. Someone DM me on Instagram. 
um, hit me up after you listen to this segment. But um, someone said, man, I'm really seeing a lot of successful lifters use a power building style of training. Oh, yeah. And he was like, could you guys talk about what you think of power building? And I'm like, can we talk about power building? We got the fucking greatest power builder of all time sitting to my left. Oh, yeah? Debatably. (laughs) Debatably. Debatably. Oh, you were talking a big game the other day. You invented power building. Well, I I was throwing around the term, you know, before (laughs) Russ Wall was doing it. Yeah, that's probably He might be a little bit more jacked and stronger than me. But, you know, I I was using the term. Russ Wall comes to mind when people ask about power building. But people, like, you know, honestly, it's kind of silly because, like, we said it, like, as a joke, like, power building like power yeah. building and body we building. did a power I mean, building like meet two yeah. years ago we yeah. literally ran a power building meet it was yeah. Luis versus alex and we did a powerlifting total with um elbow sleeves touch and go touch and go bench and strap deadlift strap deadlift those are the first three events and the second there had to be seven events in case yeah. of a tiebreaker then we had four bodybuilding events it yeah. was max 100 pound dumbbell incline for reps max pull-ups Max fucking leg extensions, which yeah. was the Two, sickest one. 200 pounds. And then a cr- ascending curl ladder. Which I am pretty pissed about because I wanted it to be strict curl, but Luis, like... W- made a power curl. Power building curl. Yeah, so like basically <laughs> it was like 10 reps at starting at 25 pounds and like ascending until failure. And 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 I got... I got so I got fucked over. But, like at that time, Alex had actually was pretty close from coming off uh, like a, a, a run at you know, bo- not bodybuilding nationals, but um, yeah, I mean, classic could, physique yeah. nationals. Yeah, it's bodybuilding. It, it was bodybuilding nationals. I was at nationals. You were at, <laughs> you were at it. You competed. You looked great. You're probably yeah. one of the only natural guys there, and you trained really fucking hard. So my prediction was um, Luis would win two out of the three powerlifting events being squat and bench, and Alex was a better deadlifter, and then Alex would fucking smoke him in the bodybuilding it actually happened where <laughs> Luis couldn't even squat his opening squat. So, yeah. So, this is another thing. Like, we got together and, like, made the rules. And Luis is just, like, all smoke and mirrors and, like, bending the rules. But, like, he literally bombed out. So, like. Did he, he bomb out of the whole thing is what you're saying? Yeah, or at least the entire well, his, power. He didn't get a squat. His. Yeah. his well, we gave you that event. His, yeah. his, his thing was, like, you know. Oh, can we not make a lift? And like you were like, yeah, I guess you so he raised don't his have opener. to. Yeah, exactly. Because we only get we limited it to three attempts, so it wouldn't get crazy for yeah. the powerlifting portion. Yeah. So, but but so. I remember one thing that we discussed at that point is that you shouldn't have benched. I know because there's no way you were going to win that event. Yeah. yeah. At the time, my bench was trash, and I like I like hit a PR on the bench, which was really stupid. And then I was a favorite to win the incline dumbbell press because I had been doing it a lot. Lou was training it, and he like he won by a one rep because Alex kind of was gassed yeah. on the bench, and Luis didn't really have to try to beat Alex on the bench at that time. Yeah, and then at just that time, out of sheer, <laughs> so I won on pull ups, and then out of sheer will, like Luis just did some freaky, you know, like forty something reps on the leg extension, and it was like the most painful looking thing. I think he had rhabdo. Like it was like we had a rule that you have to do a rep like in like a five second you time can't have, frame yeah, you can't wait or something you can't just like sit there and wait it was like three mississippis yeah it was like three mississippis or five mississippis or something so he would just sit there let it like let it count down do like a rep like cry like do a rep and like he just it was like the most impressive thing like outs like 
one of the most impressive feats I've seen in the gym. Yeah, it was. And like I just saw that, and like I got to like twenty something reps. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna." So, do so Alex, so to my surprise, wins the squat, loses the bench, which we knew was gonna happen, but wins the deadlift. Right. So he's ahead going to the bodybuilding, but then he loses incline, wins pull ups, loses leg extension. So it's yeah. tied going into the fucking curl ladder. And then I have to go first because I'm down on bodybuilding events. That was how we were deciding. It was kind of like strongman yeah, rules, yeah, and then if, if there's down. a tie, it goes to bodybuilding. And so then I had to go for the dumbbells. I think I got to like 55 or six, like a couple reps with 60 pounds, starting at like 25, 10 reps each, back against a wall. And then Luis like eked out one more rep than me because he went last. Yeah. And, he's just and a you psycho. had to buy him a dry-age fucking yeah. bone-in I had to buy him a $150 tomahawk. Yeah. But any, but anyway, people are like asking about power, you know, power building training. Yo, listen, this is like how people have been training for like 40 years. Like fucking lift heavy and like lift volume and do your accessory work. Work on hypertrophy because you need muscle to, you know, to be strong. You know, there's a, there's a way to maximize your strength with the muscle you have, but you need more muscle to move more weight. It's like really simple. So just like. You know, back in the day, the golden era, fucking Arnold, Franco. like Arnold did a meet. Those, he, Arnold did Olympic lifting. He did powerlifting. Ronnie Fran- Coleman did a meet. Ronnie Cole. Yeah, like all these folks, like they worked on their strength. But Johnny they, Jackson. They built their muscle. Stan Efferding at one time was considered the strongest raw powerlifter of all time. He was in his 40s, and obviously he's a fucking power builder. Yeah, so like these people that are just doing their their, you know, they're powerlifting and then like minimal accessories and just calling it a day. Like there's a lot of sentiment on that, that, um, you know, that not to do a lot of assistance work, um, raw lifters that will just do their comp lifts and pack it up. I've heard people say that about Taylor Atwood and then he's kind of been posting assistance work lately and saying he does do this stuff, but people are theorizing and making generalizations. And, you know, I, I watched a lot of these guys train really great lifters like uh, at when we were in Fort Collins, like Sean and Rodrigo Manzo and uh, Michael Say. And I will say that they do very light assistance, but super strict and concentrated for hypertrophy. And mm-hmm. I think that's power building. Um, yeah. And then some guys kind of have fun and go heavier sometimes. I saw like John Hack does a lot of dumbbell pressing and stuff like that. The guy's yeah. got probably best raw bench in the world by formula. So like, this I, is I, all I power think, building. Yeah, like, power building is great. I mean, down you need, here, you need the power. Lift. Down here, power we have all our comp stuff, but we have um, we do a lot of dumbbell work. We made sure we have a hamstring cable machine. We have dumbbells up to a hundred, which you know we do a lot of reps with if we have to do a heavy movement um, because we're kind of limited there. Um, we do a lot of back work. We have a lat pull down with multiple handles. We do a lot of rows, all kinds of rows and, and lat pull downs. And we Shoulders. just go fucking crazy. Curls, Shoulders. triceps. We use bands. We, mm-hmm. we fucking, there's days yeah. we just bodybuild. Yeah, we're big on accessory work. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's a good switch up, like, to do some, you know, dumbbell press work, you know, on, on an off day. You know, uh, it's a little bit less taxing, a little, yeah. bit, a little bit more uh, stretch, uh just focusing on hypertrophy and better and range of motion i've yeah, always stability. loved i've always loved being in the gym and training so i've always had extensive amounts of assistance work and i mean i'm i might not be the best super heavyweight lifter i'm definitely not but um if you look at the people i compete against um you'd want to fuck me first yeah those guys you know? look like shit 
<laughs> you know, I got I have like a waist. I have, you know, my shoulders are wider than my waist. I can't say that a lot about my for competitors. Being, for being natural and weighing what you weigh, you're probably one of the best, uh, you know, proportioned, uh, you know, best best body. At yeah, I mean, for, I suck at powerlifting. If but, we got, you know. if you got on steroids, like you'd look like Eddie Hall. And I will say, you know, I've been over three hundred fifty pounds for twelve years now, and uh, you know that's dangerous. But I do get my blood work done regularly, and you know, I eat like a bodybuilder most of the time with Alex, and then <laughs> we eat some trash. Probably yeah. fifteen twenty percent of the time. I mean, we post stuff on our stories, but like. <laughs> The stuff yeah. we post isn't, always, isn't like what we yeah. always are but, eating. But we my point eat. being, I think between that, um, taking some good supplements and um, having training that gets my heart rate up and doing a little bodybuilding, um, my cardiovascular numbers, my heart rate, my blood pressure, and uh, my blood work has been pretty much that of a normal person for a long time. Um, and being one this size, lacking, so I'm I'm really glad that I I do do this stuff. The one thing you're lacking is uh, I'd say the cardio. Uh, we don't do a lot of cardio here. I did well, buy uh, an Aerodyne bike, and I haven't been doing that much, but I've been trying to work it in. I do. You saw the bathing suit I just bought. I yeah. I'm getting <laughs> it back in the pool and start swimming laps yeah. again. I did that during my strongest years, 2016 and 2017. I had a swim partner. Um, we swam two to three mornings a, a week, uh, laps. Uh, I was a competitive swimmer when I was a teenager. So I'm, I feel good in the water and that was my cardio. And that stopped when, uh, he kind of moved to New York and I changed jobs and I didn't have anybody to swim with. And he's actually in Boston for a little bit this, yeah. this winter. So I'm going to get back in the pool. Yeah. So, I mean, so to wrap this up, we are strong believers in doing a, a very good amount of accessory work. You don't have to annihilate your muscles. Like, you know, like Ronnie Coleman, but do good hypertrophy work, um, higher rep work, accessory work, hit, hit your back a lot. And I think you should do a small amount of cardio, nothing too crazy. If you do high intensity stuff that could affect your recoverability. But if you're doing like, you know, a 15 minute cool down after working out, I think it would probably help your recovery and, you know, help keep you in, in good shape in general. But, uh, you know, power building, like that is training. Like that's how training is always. Yeah. I think you, know, you could, you could have it with any style of, um, lifting program, whether you're running conjugate for your main lifts or you're doing a high volume program or you're, you know, you're doing a lot of comp singles and back offs. I think adding two to three exercises at the end that are not barbell, uh, unless it's like barbell rows or something like that, um, is beneficial. So it doesn't really doesn't really what kind of matter what kind of powerlifter you are. I mean, we're equipped powerlifters and we still do this shit. Yeah. So. I mean, especially for someone new in the game, like I don't know, like our audience probably you've probably been in the game for a while if you're equipped lifting or know this podcast, but you know, maybe some people are newer to powerlifting, but especially then it is so critical to build your foundation and and to have a, a balanced musculature and and body um, to hit all your accessory work and, and build that muscle so that you can actually get strong. And yeah. just like one thing about the, you know, how much should you add in Joe recommend like two, three exercises, you know, maybe just start there, you know, start with three sets, go to four, go to five. If you can handle that, add in another exercise I like the superset and, shit too. and just see how it goes. Because I know for myself, you know, if I go too hard, I get too tired and then my next workout sucks and then I don't do any assistance work. And then it's kind of like a spiral. It's like not good. So yeah, I found that three, careful. three, four exercises is good for me. Yeah. So just, just see what works for you. Just get a sick pump, 
Feel feel your chasing the pump is the best. Get a sick pump. It doesn't need to be a skin ripping pump, but get a sick pump. <laughs> well, <laughs> to wrap this up, if you want the official rules and regulations of a power building contest, hit us up. We'll set you up. But I wouldn't recommend running a power building contest unless someone's paying you because I think these kids almost died. No, it was sick. I would definitely do it again. <laughs> we'll have to revise the rules. I think there should be uh, if you bomb out you can bomb out. I think that should be a rule. And I think the curl should go to a strict curl because that's a real legit thing. You think barbell against the wall? Yeah. Against the wall, yeah, yeah. Easy bar Yeah, against the wall. Okay. I think it should be, I think it should be there. Hit us up for the rules and regs. If you want to challenge your bros. Yeah. Or if uh, you would have any alterations of the exercises, what you, what would you put in? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we've, uh, we've rambled on for a long period of time. Uh, we en- I enjoyed this one. This, this was, was a fun. good one, man. I think uh, we try to mix it up. So like we said, we have a guest next week, and then we're going to hit up Newt and try to line Newt up too. So yep. finish out the year with a couple good guests, and then you know we'll probably have to do um, some fun end-of-year uh, something, talk about the best segments yeah. maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we're getting there. we got to figure it out as we go. Yeah, so remember to subscribe if you haven't. Uh, share this, like this. Do whatever you got to do. Keep posting uh, us up on Instagram, man. We'll share you. Yeah, post us up. Reach out to us. Check out uh, the bitly.com slash spicypl to send us uh, messages there or questions there. We've got Sean Noriega, Newt Douglas coming up. So if you've got questions for them, send it there. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Later. See ya.